Hello, you're listening to Ending Physician Overwhelm, and I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a physician and a life coach for physicians and other professionals. In this podcast, we look at why, as physicians, we often get stuck in feelings of overwhelm, anxiety, and burnout, and how we can break out of toxic thought patterns. My hope is that each episode gives you an opportunity to heal and get more clear on how you want to show up in your life and your work. And now, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to today's episode, How to Become Toxic, a Masterclass. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you today, and I'm just going to start off right off the bat by saying I might piss you off a little bit. And if that happens, please just keep listening. Um, This is hard to talk about, and I think when we are experiencing feelings of burnout, overwhelm, when we have been labeled as toxic or difficult in some way, it's really easy to get your defenses up and be really upset. And I get that. And you're going to hear my story, but I want you to bear with me because I think that what we're going to talk about today is so helpful. So it's pretty easy actually to be labeled toxic at work. We mix a little bit of personality with years of training in a culture of self-sacrifice. You throw in a little bit of stress and voila, there you are, toxic. For me, I came into medicine as someone who was capable of working really hard, just like you, but has a tendency to be kind of whiny along the way, a lot. So I'll do the hard thing. I'll talk about it being hard. I'll probably be sort of cursing and muttering under my breath, sometimes out loud, Um, but I get the thing done. I'm also an empathic listener and someone that people often like to come to and tell their troubles to. It's one of my superpowers, but if you throw that together with a lack of boundaries, it's a real setup. I'm also someone who's future oriented, and that sounds like a great thing, but I'm always wanting to be better at something, always wanting the system to be better, Um, you know, always trying to think, how can we improve this? So if you combine all of that with years of medical training, where we celebrate individuals for their perfectionist tendencies and, you know, their can-do attitude, which let's really say is really a lack of boundaries, You add in a broken healthcare system, um, you know, where there's a lot of turnover, you add in some small children or others that you might be caring for in a pandemic, and it is the perfect setup for whining, complaining, and malcontent. And to the leaders, it's called being toxic. So what we aren't going to talk about today are all the issues with the healthcare systems that employ us. There are so many issues that we could talk about, but for most physicians, it's not really practical for us to dive into that because it's not really actionable at our level. 
Instead, what I want to talk about is what to focus on when you have been or you're about to be labeled toxic. I'm not speaking from a place of judgment here because if you were paying attention earlier, I've been there, I've been called that. But instead of judging ourselves or blaming the systems or the people in leadership or any number of other reactions that we could have, what if we took this as a chance to really look inside and see what we can learn? Because I can tell you that when I was being labeled toxic, I was feeling pretty shitty. It didn't feel good to be me. And if that's you, I imagine you're feeling the same way. So let's dive in. First off, it's of course helpful and critical to recognize if you have significant anxiety or depression or you know, severe PTSD, which I think is actually tricky in physicians. I don't know about you. I remember taking a PHQ-9 when I was in medical school when I first learned about it. And I wager that it's not been validated in physicians. We know too much. We are a little too used to whipping ourselves into action, right? So the questions may not actually be applicable. But regardless of that, that is a tool, right? If you find yourself having a really hard time getting out of bed and getting through your day, if you're constantly crying or yelling or raging, you are having active or passive suicidal ideation, right? That common thing of people feeling like, what if I just, you know, got in a car accident and maybe not even, you know, a suicidal ideation kind of way, but too many physicians fantasize about having something like a mild car accident that might give them some injuries to land them in the hospital. If any of that is what you're experiencing right now, then I want you to reach out for help right now, okay? We are too important to lose, not because we're physicians, not because we're so necessary right now, but because we are human beings and we're human beings with a tendency to ignore our own needs. So let's make sure that we're taking care of that. Next, it's really helpful to pull out a piece of paper and start on some reflection. So if you're driving, of course, you can't do that, but please remember to come back to this episode and this activity. What are your typical emotions while you're at work? I know that we've been trained not to show our emotions, but I guarantee you, you are having feelings at work. You are, we all are. It's what humans do. And despite what you've been trained, you are human. The reason I know that it's true that you're having emotions at work is because our emotions drive our actions, right? They determine the things that we say and the things that we do, often without much thinking in between. And if you've been labeled toxic, it's because of the things that you are saying and doing, right? It's because of the things that other people observe you saying or doing. And those words and actions are coming out of negative emotions. And 
it's possible that you're trying to suppress the negative emotions. We're good at that to a point until we get sort of overloaded, but stay with me here. Take a deep breath and think, what am I commonly feeling at work? For me, at my hardest times, I was often feeling angry, undervalued, invisible, frustrated, and righteous. And I can tell you that the things that I said and did from having those feelings was the cause of me being labeled toxic. So after you've identified some of your top feelings at work, next I want you to write down why. Write down all of the thoughts that pop up when you are having those thoughts at work, sorry, having those feelings at work where you're feeling angry, depleted, frustrated, worthless, whatever those emotions are, what are the thoughts that are generating those emotions? Are your patients always late and you're thinking they shouldn't be? Is the clinic understaffed and it shouldn't be? Are you the easiest person for the nurses to approach and so they come to you first? Are there policies in place but they aren't being followed? Once you have your list of thoughts, and I hope you'll write down a lot of thoughts, start to look for the themes. And I'll give you a hint, a lot of the themes that you come back to will be about boundaries. So if you're always the first stop for the nurses because you always say yes and agree to help them, or maybe you just don't say no, maybe that's a more accurate way to put it, it's a sign that you need to set some boundaries. There's a reason that they're coming to you, someone who does not profess their boundaries, as opposed to going to the other doctors, right? Who must either say no or say not now, or you know, look so gruff that they're completely inapproachable. And I'll put my thoughts aside on that. But other thoughts that you might be having, if your visits are always running way over the allotted time, maybe you have 15 or 20 minutes for your patients and your visits are always 30 to 40 minutes, it's a sign that you need to set some boundaries around time. And that is a whole other masterclass. And actually, I want you to check the show notes because my amazing colleague, Dr. Sarah Smith, also known as the charting coach, has a free masterclass coming up on this on May 28th, and you're going to want to get on the list. So again, check the show notes. She's amazing. All right. Next, if you never get to eat lunch, it's because you're not prioritizing yourself, taking the time out midday to refuel, even if the inbox is crazy, even if your morning is running over. When you have the boundary for yourself of taking five, 10 minutes to have some food, you are recognizing your own needs, right? You have some boundaries around your own needs. And that little step is something that helps you to be able to go through the rest of your day. So if you're not doing that, there is a lack of boundaries there. In Rising Strong, researcher Brene Brown talks about the relationship between boundaries, integrity, 
and generosity. And when you get labeled toxic and it doesn't really seem true to who you are, I mean, is any of us really like a nasty, awful person? Did we get to this place by being awful people that don't like other people? Probably not. So if you've been labeled toxic and it just doesn't seem like who you are, I want you to consider that your generosity battery is on empty. And so she talks about boundaries are the way that you are able to stay within your integrity and being generous towards other people. And so the pathway to the label of being toxic is because we don't have enough boundaries. And no wonder medical school and residency and you know, if you did fellowship training or any number of other experiences prevented us from having boundaries. And if you're a woman or you're from a culture that trained you to be in service of others, or you care for little ones at home or elders, it's just magnified. It makes sense that you don't have enough boundaries. So it's important to recognize that it's not your fault if you don't have skills around this yet. But it's also something that only you can fix. Yes, there are resources to help you with boundaries, including coaches like myself and lots of wonderful books, but no one actually does the work for you. It's easy to get mad about this whole mess. The whole chain of events that has led to us being here talking now with the label of being a toxic physician. And I think it's especially painful when you've sacrificed so much to be here in terms of your time, your sleep, your mental energy, all of it. It's easy to get mad. And I don't blame you because I was really mad when it happened to me. And if I'm really honest, it happened more than once. But after you let yourself be mad, if you want to solve this problem, it's time to make a change. And you've done this before. You changed yourself from a person who was not a doctor into a person who was. So you can move from being a person without boundaries to someone who prioritizes them as a means to more self-compassion and more compassion for others. And when we become realigned to our true nature, to the way that we feel aligned with who we are, taking care of ourselves first, focusing inward on what we do have control of, then we can reflect this outwards. And then we get to show up for others in a more collaborative way that better aligns with our self-image. That's when you get to stop being toxic. This is work that I love doing with people. If you've been labeled toxic or been confronted about your attitude at work, set up a call with me. I've been there and together we can walk through the process of first helping you feel better, which then naturally leads you to be at your best with others. Boundaries is the bridge. Being in alignment with your integrity and your true nature, that's the prize. I hope that you found this episode helpful. Um, 
again, this is an area that I think is so important and it's really easy to hide out in shame when we're there or anger or a number of other emotions. So I would really encourage you to go ahead and schedule a call with me today. If you want to talk more, you can reach me at my website, www.healthierforgood.com slash work with me. I'll put a link in the show notes and I'd be happy to support you. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. Please be sure to um, reach out with your feedback. You can leave a review and uh, a rating for me and or you can send me an email at healthierforgood at gmail.com. Thanks and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ending Physician Overwhelm. If you've learned something today or felt moved, please share this episode with a colleague and be sure to like and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode yourself. If you'd like to know more about me and my coaching practice, you can find more information at www.healthierforgood.com. Until next time, take care.